Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. You're going to love today's episode because we're talking to a leading neuroscientist about how to actually replace drugs with electricity and how to make your brain more neuroplastic using new technology that you really couldn't get any other way until it just came out. And when you listen through to the end, you're going to get a coupon code for a pair of headphones that looks like normal headphones, but use electricity to change the way your body learns, which is awesome. Today's cool fact of the day is that scientists just came up with a new material that uses energy from ambient light to kill all sorts of bacteria, including superbugs in hospitals. And this is cool because, well, the world's changing. And chemists at the University College London developed a polymer-based material, basically that means like plastic, that doesn't require hospitals to spritz it with water or anything else. They literally just turn on the lights. And the reason this works is because they embedded nanoparticles called quantum dots and particles of a purple dye called crystal violet. And when the quantum dots absorb the ambient light, they transfer that energy to nearby dye particles, which causes the crystal violet to release high-energy oxygen molecules to kill microbes. That is just cool. Imagine the day when your phone is covered with that, so it won't be covered with whatever it's covered with right now. Today's guest is Dr. Daniel Chow, a neuroscientist and entrepreneur who works with technology that improves brain performance. And I don't mean just normal technology like nootropics or something, we're talking about electricity over the brain. And he's had a career working with this, and today is the founder of Halo Neurosciences. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy, it helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. This is a topic that's been of interest to me for a very long time because 20 years ago, I read about the fact that Russian astronauts did something fantastic. They said... You know, it's expensive to put an astronaut in orbit, so we waste about a third of the time they're in space by having them sleep. What if we could just have them sleep less? So they figured out they could run electrical current over the brains of astronauts, and they could sleep less, which means they would get more active hours in orbit, and everybody wins. 
so I bought one of those machines and I've been running electricity over my brain on and off for 20 years and it totally works, but the technology's evolved and frankly, it's always made me look kind of like a creep and it's oftentimes made me feel a little bit odd. Now there's new technology from Halo that actually looks normal because it's a headphones and actually works, which is kind of cool too, because not all the stuff that I did always worked. We're going to interview Daniel today, and you're going to hear some things about what's going on inside your head and the new frontiers of learning. So Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dave. There are a lot of neuroscientists out there. Uh, in fact, just seems like you guys are growing out from underneath every bush these days, but not a lot of them are running electricity over the brain, and certainly very few have been doing it for as long as you have. What got you into electricity in the brain and learning? Yeah, you know, so Dave, it goes back to medical school. I remember this class called pharmacology, which is a very important class, and we're marching through the different classes of drugs, like antibiotics, drugs for cholesterol, drugs for diabetes. And it didn't take me long to realize that drugs is what, when people say, uh, you know, the miracle of modest, modern medicine, they're really talking about drugs. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, but then when you talk about drugs for the brain, so psychiatric and neurologic conditions, the wheels kind of come off. There, the list of side effects are often as bad as the disease it's trying to treat. So it really, you know, to me, begged the question, like, could we be doing something better? Like, let's think beyond drugs. And it got me starting to think about electricity. So, you know, the brain we've long known is computer circuit, right? It's, it's, it's wired and it's got different processing centers and there's cables going across the processing centers. And it, it I, I really started to think about the brain as a computer chip and what we could do with electricity to interface with the brain, you know, to treat human disease and potentially to enhance otherwise healthy people. So, it, you know, what started as an idea in medical school led to a series of companies. So we're going to be talking about Halo Neuroscience today, but my last company was also a brain stimulation company. Um, you know, there we developed a technology to treat epilepsy. This was a big project. It's an implanted neurostimulation system involving electrodes surgically implanted in the brain with a pulse generator implanted in the skull for, so, you know, very invasive technology and only reserved for the very ill. So you've been making cyborgs for a while. Well, we try not to use the word cyborgs, but yes, these are uh, brain computer interfaces, right? And uh, like, you know, drugs for epilepsy, they don't work. They don't work very well. And what we did is we came around with, um, with a technology that uses basically electricity as medicine with far more efficacious results. That led to the idea around Halo, where uh, what if we can take what, what if we can take the powers of neurostimulation and build them into what we call a non-invasive form factor, so a wearable form factor. Uh, are people still doing the Neuropace implantable technologies that's still in the market? Yeah, FDA approved, um, and it is out there helping thousands of people with epilepsy. So I, I wish that that would have come out sooner. Uh, when I was growing up, my mom had epilepsy, and she was on really heavy doses of epilepsy drugs, and that stuff is not really good for you. She ended up having brain surgery at your alma mater at, at Stanford. And the seizures are less than they were, but brain surgery is a pretty big invasive procedure. Uh, in fact, I think what they did was way more invasive than implanting a couple of electrodes. Uh, so it's, it's fascinating to think about 
all the toxicity of those drugs, uh, which you know, I've dealt with in my family. And what happens when you say, well, wait a minute, if the drugs are ultimately affecting you electrically, what if you just went all the way down the path? And so you kind of cut your teeth by going inside the brain and doing a really just advanced technology to solve a problem, which is what most of medicine does. Like we have to cure this disease. But with Halo now, you've gone a step longer and said, we're not actually curing a disease here or doing something different, which isn't necessarily medical. Because when you're increasing performance in someone who isn't sick, all of a sudden, that's that's not what doctors do. That's what someone else does. What's the name for that someone else? I don't know if there is a name. Uh, yeah, because you're <laughs> Biohacker. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think in America, we're really good at fixing problems. Like, you know, you have a disease, let's fix it. But what if, you know, for the rest of us who are otherwise healthy, like, what can we do to get more out of our bodies and our brains? So maybe there should be a name for it. Maybe it's biohacker. I don't know. I, I couldn't find a name. So I sort of made one up. And, you know, biohacking is that art and science of changing the environment around you and inside of you. So they have control of your own biology. And that means if you're not sick, you want to be better. That's just control. Uh, but what we're doing here is we're changing the electrical environment on the surface of your scalp with really small amounts of electricity. Uh, but what does it actually do when, when you run a little bit of electricity mm. through the brain? And for people who are listening going, oh my God, like they're, they're imagining, you know, 1960s horror shows with, you know, smoking electrodes coming off your head. But that's not at all the type of electricity. And also just kind of walk me through the technology. What, what does this do? How much electricity are we talking about? And, and give me a picture of it. Yeah. So the core technology that drives Halo Sport is a technology called TDCS or transcranial direct current stimulation. And you're exactly right. It involves creating a current that runs along your scalp. But the important thing is, is that this current creates an electric field that is strong enough to get through the skull while gently interacting with your cortex. In the case of Halo Sport, uh, we target the electricity, this electric field, at the special part of the brain called the motor cortex, this part of the brain that controls movement in our bodies. Maybe the next question is, is like, all right, so what is this electric field doing? Um, so 20 minutes of this electric field of this neurostimulation will induce a 60-minute window of what neuroscientists call hyperplasticity, or you can think of it as hyperlearning. The application for Halo Sport is for athletes or for anybody who needs to, to learn movement. So if you use Halo Sport for 20 minutes before your athletic training, our promise to you is that you're going to learn that movement faster. But you know, just thinking about the technology more broadly, we're not beholden to just the motor cortex. We can move the electrode to target different brain regions to enhance learning in other parts of the brain as well. It's really incredible that you guys have come out with you know a venture-backed uh, real technology because brain simulation has been a very unusual area. That that first device that I had that ran a very different kind of current across my brain, the old Russian stuff, I bought 20 years ago. You, you can't buy them anymore. And it definitely did interesting things to the brain. But then when TDCS came out, which is the technology that you're using, the first reports of it were 2003. And, and this idea that, oh, you can put an electrode in a certain part of the brain and stimulate just that part of the brain or put it on the, the surface of, of the scalp, not in the brain. And I thought, all right, this is really cool. So I started looking for it and you really couldn't buy anything. And then about maybe two years after the first research came out, people said, well, here's how to do it with this machine that was designed for delivering drugs through the skin. 
and I bought one of those machines and I started doing this and wrote about it in the early blog. In fact, I wrote the Bulletproof Diet using TDCS during a portion of that, like running currents over my brain because, hey, it actually helps other parts of the brain besides just the motor cortex. And I thought, all right, this is kind of cool, but it's super dorky. I took it to an event in Washington, D.C. Uh, with my friend Derek Coburn. And I'm like, hey, check this out. Like, it totally works on hangovers. <laughs> uh, South by Southwest, we were using this to, like, make people feel better the next morning. And it really made a difference. And on, with Derek, I put the electrode on. We didn't have an elastic band. So I used a napkin tied in his head at a business networking function. And he got a little kind of a electrode burn because I didn't really have the right electrode. <laughs> and it was too tight on his skin. None of which will happen with a properly made headset, which is how Halo works. And, and there's no current that could burn you. What I was doing was using the wrong device because no one would do this because everyone was afraid. And what you did at Halo is like, actually, we're going to make these cool like electrode little comb things. Uh, but you solved all the safety and weirdness and inconvenience issues. So you literally put on something that looks like uh, Dr. Dre headphones, Beats headphones or something. Uh, and uh, you're actually getting the thing through the hair. So you have this current, but you only talk about the motor cortex. My experience is that when you run that electricity, the neuroplasticity seems to be applying to lots of things I do, not just movement. Uh, is that is that an area of research for you? Yeah. Uh, before I answer that, could we just highlight that uh, TDCS is cemented in the history of Bulletproof. I mean, that's like that's amazing. That's <laughs> like such an awesome fact. Yes. So we're talking about the motor cortex because that's what Halo Sport does. But let's talk about other applications yeah. of where we can put the electrodes. So like, I think a really fascinating area and maybe the area that has the most research in the published literature is targeting a part of the frontal lobe called the dorsal lateral prefrontal cortex. So long name, DLPFC is the um, abbreviation. But there, if you stimulate this part of the brain, there's some really fascinating data on cognitive control. So this is our ability to focus, our ability to be attentive and vigilant. If you are better at that, amazing things happen. You could acquire memory faster, like working memory. If you're at more attentive, you can acquire memory faster, right? Because you're just more attentive to whatever you're supposed to be paying attention to. You can be... Did I hear you just say ADHD? No. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn I heard you say that. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, that that's funny because there there's actually some decent data looking at ADHD. So we've been talking about augmentation here. But if we look on the other side, which Americans are great at treating disease, I would say the best data, better than ADHD, comes from major depression. Interesting. So, yeah. So treating this part of the brain. Which is basically with, your forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the corner of your eye, the outside corner of your eye up to your hairline. So that's the target. There's a study that sticks out in my mind. It's called the SELECT study. This researcher, um, last name Brunoni um, from Harvard, published this study. 120 people, 30 in each of four groups. So one group got nothing. One group got a popular antidepressant called Zoloft. One group got TDCS of the DLPFC. Another group got both Zoloft and TDCS. So the, the control group, the group that got nothing, um, they did very poorly, as you would expect. The group that got Zoloft did as well as the group that got TDCS. So you know, here that data points towards a drug replacement, right? You could you could choose to have your SSRI, you know, your your Zoloft or Prozac, or you can probably get the same amount of relief from TDCS. 
And then even more interesting is that the two combined did better yet. So you can think of adding electrical neurostimulation on top of a antidepressant to make that antidepressant more effective. That makes a lot of sense because when I wrote Headstrong, I looked a lot at electrical signal generation in the brain and almost everything that happens inside the brain with chronic neurodegeneration and quite often with depression and all these other things are, there's not enough electrical signaling and sometimes there's too much. Uh, but it, it oftentimes happens just because there aren't enough electrons being generated and the brain relies on more electricity than other parts of the body. So if you have a little bit of weakness in the system, it shows up in different parts of the brain. Well, when you're running electricity over the brain, you actually have more electricity in the brain. I mean, is that too simple? Well, yeah. I mean, that's like that's a great way to think about it, right? I mean, the brain is an electrical organ. And in in many ways, we're speaking its language by using electric fields to interact with it. So, you know, if the last 20 years has taught, like the last 20 years has been this explosion in our understanding of how the brain is connected and how it works, we should use this to our advantage. It would be silly not to. So we know where to put the electrode these days, you know, like, you know, back in the days of the Russian scientists, we didn't have this kind of, you know, fMRI and CT scanning and like, uh, you know, this exquisite understanding of how the brain is wired. So you had really big electrodes. It's kind of like the sledgehammer approach. Now we've got, we, we know the exact areas that we need to treat. Let's put an electrode right over that part of the brain to neuromodulate it, right? In the case of depression, if there's um, you know this part of the brain that's that needs a little boost, let's just put an electrode over that part of the brain, give it a little boost, and you're, you know, you're helping alleviate the symptoms of, of major depression without using say, a drug that goes all over the place. Do you see a day where we have different either locations or different frequencies or different settings of a TDCS or a device like the Halo that might specifically replace some drugs? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've been, let, let's talk about this technology and like, let's have some fun. Let's think about where we are in five or 10 years. Yeah. So right now we're using TDCS and TDCS, the frequency is zero. But what if you varied the frequency? That's so-called TACS, alternating current. So let's pause for a second. Uh, so, so the frequency we're talking about here is just how many pulses per second. So it's essentially, it's constantly on. That's when Correct. you say frequency yes. is zero. That's what you mean, just to translate it for non-engineers? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. Sorry, sorry about that, Dave. So yeah, so the frequency is zero means that it's constantly on and it never crosses zero. It never goes back and forth. Yeah, there are other waveforms that we could use that could tune certain frequencies. So the brain... Um, the brain likes to communicate with other parts of the brain by by using these different rhythms, and we can we can enhance these certain rhythms to um, by externally applying them through a, a brain stimulator. Would you believe that at forty years of Zen, the the cognitive enhancement EEG uh, facility that I started in Seattle, that we're using TDCS and TDACS right now as part of neurofeedback training for people to increase neuroplasticity because it actually works. Like it's it's super cool, but that's the kind of gear that is only clinically available. Like you're not going to find uh, you're not going to find that stuff on on the street. However, what like what I think is groundbreaking is that yes, biohackers like me are willing to like take devices that weren't designed for this and you know stick them to our head and do weird things and get results. But you in 
just about record time said, you know what, this works. Let's run some trials with like the Air Force Research Lab, Naval Special Warfare, the San Francisco Giants and Michael Johns Performance Center, like all these like substantial names and build a consumer product that's safe and is useful. And you've done that in a very short time. So like the, the time for in 2003, to, oh, we just noticed this works, to here's a product that you can wear like headphones and use uh, for gaming or use uh, for any sort of sports sort of thing. In 15 years, this would have been like a 50-year cycle for, for most technologies like this. What let you do it so quickly? Well, I the experience from our last company really helped. So, you know, this isn't our first neurostimulator that we built. You know, the experience of helping uh, to, to be a part of the integral team at Neuropace really helped. And then too, Dave, like I just, I, you know, I got to thank the ecosystem. It's easier to build products like this these days because we have a wrapper of support. We have the talent all around us in San Francisco. Um, so we can hire the engineers and there's um, consultants and this kind of thing. And also the venture capital to support a project like this. One of the things that, Bulletproof Radio is here to do is to get lots of people to know that some of this stuff is possible because it sounds like it's straight out of science fiction. Uh, but in this case, it's it's not. And people oftentimes don't know <laughs> that I'm electrically stimulating my brain because they just think I'm wearing headphones, uh, which is kind of cool. And I've I've done this you know, playing ping pong uh, at home, and it's pretty hard to keep up with an eight year old learning. And those those little guys they learn fast. So I said to my son, Alan, all right, uh, you're going to learn ping pong, which you know he, he loves to do. And I said, I'm, I'm only going to play left-handed. So I'm a 45-year-old right-handed person, uh, which means, well, neuroplasticity is normally a little bit lower uh, and, as you age, and uh, definitely not uh, one of those people who's you know super uh, gifted with my left-right balance. Uh, but I've been able to keep up with his rate of learning. So, you know, he's become a pretty challenging player because we play a good amount. But by doing uh, electrostimulation, by wearing the Halo Neurosport, I think I've been able to keep up better uh, to the point that I'm not a left-handed klutz when I play. And my left-handed serve is better than my right-handed serve now, which is not something I would have expected. And so it's it's things like that. Okay, is that going to change my life? No, probably not. But rapid skill acquisition as we age is terribly important for all of us because like there's a return on investment in everything you do in your life and you can invest time in learning or you can invest less time in learning the same thing and it just seems to make sense that if you could spend less time learning you'd have more time to do fun stuff or to learn more like it, it doesn't really matter do you see this accelerating in the future yeah so i mean i love what you just said and if anything that is what we are about is we are about human learning and accelerating human learning. We know that uh, human learning plasticity starts to decline in our late teens, early 20s. And you know, for me, I'm gonna fight that every step of the way. I like to learn fast. Um, you know, For me and for all of my other adult friends, I wanna be on this virtuous cycle of practice and training leading to results, leading to me feeling good and positive about what I just learned leading to more practice, leading to more results, and this keep this this virtuous this virtuous spiral. You know, what you don't want is the opposite of all this investment in practice and training leading to minimal results, leading to kind of a negative feeling like why did I just do all of that? To leading to giving up. Right? Like that I see all the time in my adult friends. You know, with with neurostimulation, if we can fix that, right? If we can get people inspired to learn again, 
and to bring things into their life that previously would have been inconceivable. Like what if your lifelong dream was to learn Italian? And today you're staring at a Berlitz book and it's this daunting task and you put in the time and the effort and you don't get the payback. And so you quit. And so it never happens. Like, you know, I guess that would be my goal for this company is that if we can inspire learning all over again, like your eight-year-old, he's probably so excited every day to learn because it's fun for him. Yeah. Because he feels the payback, right? And he doesn't need extra electricity because he's already got it on board. He's got all the plasticity he needs. Um, and it's an amazing thing. So like, what, what if we can use neurostimulation to make your brain temporarily kid-like? Like, what would you do? with that hour of time. So it's just fun to think about. How do you use the Halo Neurosport at work or like in your lab? Mm. The, the, the things that are clearly, you've, you've done like a lot of, of clinical tests and all on stimulating the motor cortex for movement in sports and things like that. But what, what do you do? Like, do you sleep with the thing? Do you like put it on your chin? I, I mean, you, you, <laughs> you must do something, you don't put it on your chin, but you know, like, like what, what do you do that you don't know is going to work? Yeah, so we are biohackers at Halo Neuroscience, and um, all of us, like, we, we use neurostimulation every day. I mean, certainly we use it the traditional way, like Halo Sports meant to be used with motor cortex. But you're asking, like, what's some of the stuff that we're playing around with? Yeah, totally. Um, so we're, me personally, I'm playing around with a more frontal position. Okay. Um, you know, with my bulletproof coffee in the morning, um, fire up the left DLPFC for, for vigilance and attention to kind of get me going um, so that, you know, I start the day with like this, like this bolus of attention. I find that I'm not that focused in the morning. With some Neurostim in the morning, I can kind of start my day um, with a stronger start and I just feel like that kind of rolls throughout the day. So coffee and a side of electricity and you're good to go? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little butter, yeah. Did you do that before the interview? No, this I didn't. I didn't have the right equipment this morning. Okay, so cool. I, I should have though. I'm feeling a little slow. I need it. <laughs> now, uh, will you put this thing on? I mean, I, I know how to do it. I, I guess I I could just put it on, but kind of walk people through what it's like. So I'm actually going to put on a pair of headphones. You hear me like rustling the mic for a second. All right. So uh, you know, Halo Sport looks like a regular set of headphones, and Dave's just putting it on his head right now. Um, what's different about uh, the Halo Sport headphones is. Um, these special pieces on the inside of the arch, and we call those primers, but effectively they're electrodes. And that is where the electric field is being created. Dave's used the product before, so I'm just explaining it to the audience here. It basically has this sort of dense foam thing that, that just gently kind of goes through your hair, and it, you almost can't feel it. In fact, I have a, a police officer friend who wanted to uh, practice uh, target shooting better, and he's he's getting older, and he's like, you know, I I want to have you know the best score from any anyone on the force. Uh, so he's putting in extra time, and he said, all right, I, I'm going to try this uh, neurostimulation. Uh, and he doesn't even have any hair, uh, so it's pretty easy to get an electrical signal into someone who doesn't have hair. So he, you know, he puts it on, and he's like, is it on? I'm like, yes, but it's a very subtle, mm. uh, not even like a tingle, really. Like you almost don't know it's there. Uh, how much electricity is this? Yeah. So setting. So there's. 10 settings, so one through 10. One is about 1.4 milliamps, and 10 is about 2.2 milliamps. And, and this so, is on the, on, the, like on the level of static electricity. Yeah, it's very, it's very mild. I would say 90% of our users use it at setting nine or 10. 
Can you have too much electrical stimulation of the brain? Mm, you can, but you can't with halos with halo products. So um, we, we have ways of limiting the amount of electricity. So it's virtually impossible to use it more often than you should, um, or at a at an amplitude that would be unsafe. So definitely amplitude just being power levels. So it, it's just designed to not put too much electricity through and, and having been CTO of you know, medical device companies myself, it's uh, it's from a regulatory perspective, it's pretty darn important you don't you know plug yourself into the wall with something that's going to run current to your brain, for instance. That, that's almost impossible to do. And so this is not plugged into anything that has an onboard battery. So you're not going to, you're not going to cook your head. That's, that's not, that's not feasible with something like this. But if you did, you know, 10 hours a day of TDCS, what mm. would happen? So there's diminishing returns. It's not a safety thing. You might get some skin irritation, you know, so we recommend 20 minutes. It's not like, and if you used it for an hour, it's not like you're going to get three X the, the effect you'll probably get 1.2x the effect. So there's some diminishing returns after 20 minutes. I've found that uh, if I do a lot of it, uh, not with with the Halo device because it doesn't let you, <laughs> but having access to weird equipment, uh, if I do a lot of it, I can get pretty tired too. Like, like there might might be more of a, a learning effect, but you're just sort of like, I just kind of feel overwhelmed and, and the, the mm. good benefits seem to go away. Um, but I also have found substantial improvements in sleep from doing this. Have you looked at any studies in improving sleep quality with TDCS? Yeah, so it wouldn't be the areas of the brain that we've been talking about. It'd be a different part of the brain. And I would say, Dave, at this point, it's early suggestive data, but not conclusive. Got it. So the answer is maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, Do you ever use it before you go to bed? I don't. You don't? You ever yeah. tried it? I haven't. It's time. All right. <laughs> New experiment. You got to do this. Well, Daniel, I I want to say thanks for, for stepping out there. Having worked in a part of my career in medical device, I, I was involved with the very first stick-on um, a Bluetooth cardiac monitor company uh, for like hospital-grade monitoring your heart, but doing it from home. And learned a lot about like the regulatory side. And it is very unusual and actually courageous for a neuroscientist with you know great education who's worked on medical devices to sort of step out and say i'm going to do something for non-medical uses like that that's kind of a an act of courage because it's it's not what doctors do but you did it anyway and i want to know a little bit more about what it was like when you decided to not do a medical device and medical device companies raise hundreds of millions of dollars. They always sell for billions of dollars and the products always cost huge amounts of money and all you didn't go down that path. What went through your head when you yeah. said it's, it's time for me to do this crazy new thing. Dave, I hate to disappoint you, but we actually founded Halo as a medical device company. <laughs> okay. Um, and in fact, we raised our first chunk of money based on that. And then the FDA did something. So they came out with a guidance document that says, Hey, we know about this technology. It's it's safe. And uh, what we'll do is we'll exercise enforcement discretion. So that means um, they let the world build and sell these devices for consumer purposes, and they will just expect the, the industry to be good actors here. So on that day, my co-founder you know, and I, we looked at our face, we looked at each other in the face, and we we're just like, wait a second, we can sell, we can build a consumer business today if we wanted. We had already started the, down the path of clinical trials, which Actually, these trials are still alive. Um, 
you know, we wanted to do motor cortex neurostimulation for stroke rehab. Huge. Right? So to pair physical therapy post-stroke with neurostimulation, just like you learning ping pong faster, what if we could help a stroke victim walk again? So those clinical trials are actually still ongoing, as you know from your time, very time-intensive, capital-intensive. So we're continuing to fund that work. But in the meantime, you know, because of this, um, you know, this amazing turn of events, uh, we decided to build a consumer business. And you're right. Um, I guess that day was courageous because, you know, I'm a very technical founder. My co-founder is a PhD. I mean, we know nothing about consumer devices. And, and so we had to hire the team to like really build this side of the business. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, that, that part, I just seen the product come alive. And in the hands of so many people has been, um, you know, something like a you know a medical device person can only dream of. Uh, that's that's cool. So you were going down the the hospital path again, and, and yeah. realized that. So you had some some flexibility in your business model, and said, All right, "We're going to do it." Well, well, thanks for doing that because I, I have this radical belief that people who aren't sick should have access to technology that makes them better. And you, I think, are one of the early companies to just step up and say, All right, "We're going to do that." Yeah, thanks, Dave. Now, one more question for you, Dan. If someone came to you tomorrow and said, I want to perform better as a human being, just better everything I do, based on your life, based on your career, based on all the stuff you know, what are the three most important pieces of advice you'd have for them? What would you tell them? Can they be boring? They can, I mean, yeah. they can be whatever matters most to you. Yeah, so for me, uh, a healthy dose of sleep. Not trying to shortcut sleep. I try to get eight hours. They say you need less sleep as you get older. I, I don't find that to be true. I find it that I, I still need seven and a half, eight hours of sleep. And I try to take that very seriously. Another piece is exercise. Try to have it built into my life. We were talking about my commute, um, which is only one mile. But you know, I, if, if I walk or bike it, it's just a built-in part of my life where I get a daily dose of exercise. Even if my day between work and family is just completely slammed, I have exercise built into my day via my commute. Of course, you want more, but at the very minimum, I've got that. And third, third part is just feeling your body correctly. And I know that's like one of the things that I thank you for is just you know thinking about how we feel our body, thinking about ways of using um, you know modern nutrition and findings to like you know to get more out of our life, to put proper fuels into our body, to help our brain, help our body perform. So eat, sleep, and move. Yeah. Is it, is that too boring? Uh, no, not it, at all. It's pretty shocking, but I've done the statistical analysis of what people pay attention to. People who are high performing, you know, you're a neuroscientist and a CEO and, and things like this. The number of people who have realized of all the most important things that they could say, uh, someone, one person did say coffee enemas, which I thought was pretty bizarre. Uh, but for the most part, <laughs> it, it's like, okay, um, these are fundamental, but these are areas where most people don't do it right or they don't focus their attention on it because these are sort of like things you just do while you're doing other mm -hmm. things. So no, I, I think that 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 your life's experience, if that's what you came to, that's not boring at all. That's just useful advice that reinforces what I'm hoping listeners have already picked up, that those are things that are not optional if you want to perform well. That's right. Where can people find out more about Halo? And I know you guys are doing something nice for Bulletproof listeners. Yeah, website is haloneuro.com. You can find us on all the various social channels as well, social, like, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just a quick search and you'll find us. All right, uh, haloneuro.com. 
And what you're doing for Bulletproof listeners, which is awesome, is when people go to haloneuro.com, if they use code BULLETPROOF at checkout, you can get the Halo Neurosport for $475, which gets this, saves you $275 off the regular retail price. That is a really substantial discount uh, for people listening to the show. And of course, because you listen, you're either a biohacker or maybe you're just really cool. But either way, <laughs> this is a substantial discount for you. And the code is bulletproof at haloneuro.com. I can tell you, I actually do use this. You've probably seen me on social media uh, using it. And it is the most uh, safe and effective way of doing TDCS that I've come across since I started playing with this. And it's very simple to use. And you actually don't even look like you're doing something crazy when you use it. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, Dave. This has been fun. Go to haloneuro.com and use code BULLETPROOF and you get a massive discount because you're a listener of Bulletproof Radio. And I've got to tell you, a little bit of electricity like this on your brain can be really transformative. I actually use this and I fully endorse it. It's, it's just fantastic to be able to do something that's quick and easy and makes a massive difference. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.